it takes a, a pretty brilliant mind to pull something like that <laughs> off. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And think about if they would have used that energy yes. towards something better, right? And it's like, actually, it's always going to catch up with you. It's just how long. And, and I agree. They, they had the ability to raise money. All they had to do <laughs> was just invest in real part. estate. That's the hardest <laughs> If you would have invested in real estate, he would it would have been fine. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Real Estate Rundown. We are really excited to, for you to be joining us today. We are talking about Goldman Sachs and how they are starting to see the housing slump come upon us next year. And it's going to be the highest, biggest slump since the early 1990s is what they're projecting. Goldman Sachs. Who is Goldman Sachs anyways? Well, like I think that big, they're... Uh, investment company? Yep. A company they, that kind of has a little bit of uh, they insight. My, they power my Apple card. Yep. Right. They, they power my Apple card, too. They power my <laughs> Apple card. <laughs> As the headline states, Goldman Sachs sees housing starts next year slumping to their lowest level since the early 1990s. So housing starts is new builds, right? So th- that's something that um, they're projecting is going to fall, which is actually a little kind of crazy to me because they've for the last couple of years been on the uptick because we've been in such a housing shortage and there's been so much demand. So what that means is they're maybe forecasting that there's just not going to be enough money in the marketplace for them to be able to build new houses and people to be able to afford to buy those new houses. Yeah, there's a lot of how there's a lot of um, people with money that aren't they're not they're not deploying it right now, right? Yep. They're just saying no. And that's what happens. You have the money. Well, it's, it's that wait and watch period, right? Like uh, all four of us went through that with, you know, um, what? I guess it really started in 07 all the way through 2012, 2013. Where there was a ton of money, but there was, a, there was that wait and watch period where literally money was frozen. You know, and I know, I, I know it was a lot of pain, but I, that's the one thing I will actually personally give the Obama administration a little bit of props. They did find a way to get money moving. And when they did do that, money, it actually slowly but surely started to eke, its, eke itself out of the depths of health that we were in for quite some time. So I think that with these builders, it's either all gas or slam on the brakes. Dude, and, so true. You know, history is repeating itself because part of the reason we went through this crazy phenomena where there was just no inventory and all these buyers was because builders hadn't been building. And over the past 13 consecutive years from 2020 uh, previous, uh, they built below the average of the past 30 years. I think this exacerbates the problem and this causes, if housing starts do slump, this causes a housing shortage that's going to manifest itself in three to five years and when interest mm. rates go back down another cycle we're going to see Ooh, another frenzy it's gonna pop another like cycle. hard it's going to yep. pop hard yep. so, so you know buy a lot of real estate right now right? well and the thing is it's pretty crazy to watch these things kind of like unfold and i mean here in the, the the phoenix metro where we're at we see it all over the place where you have these massive developments right where they pull them to curb they have the electrical boxes you can see everything done and then they just went frozen Literally nothing where some of these, they, I mean, shoot, there was some of them that even had slabs. They, they, they were, went to, you know, sticks frame, right? And they literally just would sit there and it eventually rotted in the sun to where they almost have to tear it down. They lose all of that construction that happened and, and have to start over until either somebody uh, buys out that development, sells off that development. I'm kind of doing the same I, there. I but. think this this kind of uh, the article, the Goldman Sachs article, wasn't referring to housing developments that started and stopped. It's referring to starts. So they're not even starts, going to get yeah. permits to start. So I don't think we're going to see these developments that are like built and then just. Well, question on that though, I guess just kind of you know podcasting here. Do we think that that's going to happen? Right? 
that housing starts are going to slump? No, 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 no. For sure, I think that that's going to happen. Do we think that there's going to be some massively vacated developments? No. No? No. Nope. Okay. Do you think that there's, there's still going to be some development? There's not enough. Yeah, I, I don't think or we're th- going to see that. That's what I meant. Is, yeah, is there going to still be the demand for what's going on? Well, in the Phoenix area, I mean, there's a, there's water problems, so they're, they're not even allowing permits, mm-hmm. right? Any, new permits. Any, any new permits. In so, certain areas, yeah. Um, but yeah. we did finally just cut off uh, the, the Saudis and their alfalfa fields. So yeah. finally. Uh, yeah, which, shipping water. Fondamonte has gotten the kibosh from the governor of Arizona. I remember talking about that with Keith the other day, and you were like, what? That, that's happening? I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm usually pretty versatile on that stuff. Yeah, on the way to Buckeye, as if, or actually, like, if you're going to L.A., and you're mm-hmm. on the 10, mm-hmm. and you're passing Buckeye on the south side, you'll just see these massive alfalfa fields, and that's Fondamonte, and they've been, like, stealing our water essentially yeah for the <laughs> listeners that don't know it's the saudi arabia that you know they have a big they they, they like beef right in saudi right. arabia they like to eat beef but um beef or cows like no to water. eat alf- alfalfa and they don't they don't have water so they bought a bunch of land out here in arizona and started you know growing alfalfa yeah, and alfalfa is the the I mean, it's like water. Like they, they, alfalfa it's the most water, water intensive crop like ever. Yeah. So <laughs> let's do that um, in Phoenix. Let's do it in Phoenix. <laughs> and then they're shipping all the alfalfa over to Saudi Arabia to, to feed their cows so they can have beef. Well, they stopped it finally. A couple companies got some good <laughs> deals on that, but not <laughs> no one else. <laughs> the, the, the foresight on that. Hey, if you are one of the 76% of our listeners that are not subscribed to our channel, please take a moment and subscribe. We appreciate you. And also make sure you like, comment, and ring that notification bell to get notified of new episodes. Well, and and there's a lot of people, right, that, and I mean, I just, I know this from, you know, personal relationships that of agents that are new home sales agents, and they're having some people back out of their contracts and even willing to walk away from their earnest money. A lot of those people put 25% down on their upgrades and they're still walking away. Yeah, I noticed I noticed um, some of the T.W. Lewis homes in, in Queen Creek um, going on the market that they just closed like this last year. And I think it's probably because they put two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 into these houses in earnest money when they built it and the market kind of went down. Now they're you mean David Weekly? Is it David Weekly? Or Toll or, Brothers? No, it's, it's T.W. Uh, Lewis. Oh, it's Toll Brothers. Toll yeah. Brothers. Yeah, okay. I was like, wait, who are, who are you the talking white about? Wing, some of the White Wings went oh, in Queen Creek. Mm-hmm. The, the few there's there's some there's some resales in there, and uh, I looked in the tax records, and they were they just closed, and they're putting them back on the market. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're freaking out or or they got a high interest rate and they got to sell it because they have a really high high payment and mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and if you think it about, it seemed kind of fishy. For some of these buyers, you know, that are in these particular positions, what a crappy sandwich, you know, shit sandwich that they had to eat in that situation of where they put money down, they qualified for the particular property, and unless some of them, right, if their job and rates and everything else, and if they were at the end of their debt-to-income ratio to get in the property, and now they go to funding qualify, they no longer qualify. So even though they wanted that particular property, would want to move forward, they no longer can literally qualify. But think about the people that had to put like, some of these million dollar houses, they had to put like four or $500,000 down <laughs> during the building process. Yes. And then it finally gets built and there's, you know, they they're sitting at seven and a half percent interest rates <laughs> and then they can't get approved. So they yep. have to find a, a, a hard money lender because they don't yep. want to lose their four or $500,000 yep. that's in the, sitting in the property. And then they have such a high payment that they're trying to get out of it. So I think that's, there's a couple of them out there like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we've had some experience with that where people have had to take on these very high rates to 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 protect their to pull their earn yep. their 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 equity out of the out of the house, yeah. Yep. Um, and and there's a reason why these builders do that cuz obviously for times like this, right? Like, hey, it's pretty genius of them, right, for that to have the forecasting of that. To it, talk about a great hedge. Hey, you want these amenities in this particular property? You're going to put 25 percent of the money up right now. Yep. <laughs> I think that also people want to make really custom decisions yeah, that subsequent sure. buyers may or may not be down with, and so I think that that's also one of the driving factors. I don't think it's entirely as a hedge. I think it's it's legit because people want to go in and do all of these neat, cool things that they love, but someone else may not. So if the builder's stuck with the house, the resellability isn't as good. Yeah. So we, we have a new uh, a new platform, right? We're we're doing um, I, I'm doing market of the framework m- market minute every week. And what are you doing, Kayla? I will be with you with the viral vibes. Viral vibes, all right. And then Keith is There seems to be some discrepancy. So for today, we'll call it deal of the week. <laughs> or the or the dod, right? Oh wow! <laughs> Not the dode, but right. the dod. T- you you tell us what do you like better, the deal of the day or the deal of the week? Oh yeah, no, the, that's the, that's the dow, the dow, the dow, the dow. Right. Or hey, the we'll, dod. we'll go we'll go with the dow. You know, it flows with uh, with everything else. And then wrapping it up with Elliot, he is. I am advice. The advice. All that's right. right. Advice. So you're. So. Advice on ads? Is that well, no, we're going to be talking actually all things marketing, right? What is, it, what is it that you could do to actually get more leads, right? More business. And so what are the frameworks around those particular things in usually a minute or two that we're going to give you bite sizes on how you can level up your business? Well, I am here with the Viral Vibes, and we're going to talk about DJ Envy. And was he a participant in a Ponzi scheme? (laughs) So his business associate, Cesar Pina, was charged with fraud. Apparently, he is accused of bilking over $40 million out of investors. So the interesting connection here is Cesar was a frequent guest on DJ Envy's The Breakfast Club podcast. They also toured toured around the U.S. and did how flipping seminars and taught other people how to fix and flip properties. And meanwhile, Caesar is accused of just raking in the cash from investors across the U.S. and to the tune of over 40 million bucks. So DJ Envy is just, he's adamant that he is a victim of this fraud too. He's adamant that he was not involved and he said he's never stole anything from anyone. So is Caesar, he's like a, a Roman? Or is it Cesar? Is he is is it Cesar, Cesar. or Caesar? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, two he's, different pronunciations. He's collecting his taxes, right? Cesar, Cesar, Caesar. It so doesn't what, matter. What was he getting from people like, hey, invest five thousand dollars and you'll get a return? Or like, yeah, he okay. was taking their money in and saying he was going to use it for fix and flips, and then wasn't, and just you know the classic case of buying his Rolls Royce and yep, take, cruise around, take and money from one investor and pay off the other. It's scary. It's um, it's and insane just, and. Yeah, and then they, they, they ride all their, all their nice cars, and people think they're really, really successful, and they keep sending more more money, and then they just keep putting the money around. And That's exactly <laughs> how it works. Ironically enough, wow. about a decade ago, I watched a documentary of someone here locally in our hometown in Gilbert in the Mormon community that did the exact same thing, and he ended up over $100 million. Wow. In, and, again, people living in a big house, nice cars, you know, he would pay people off, raise more money. So anyway, yeah, same thing. About mortgages unlimited, right? I, you know what's crazy? Whether this sounds wrong or not, think about it. Takes a 
a pretty brilliant mind to pull something like that <laughs> off. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And think about if they would have used that energy yes. towards something better, right? And it's like, actually, it's always going to catch up with you. It's just how long. And, and I agree. They, they had the ability to raise money. All they had to do was just and invest in real part. estate. That's the hardest <laughs> If you would have invested in real estate, he would it would have been fine. <laughs> actually, I don't, this is, I'm totally going off of uh, something I read, looked into once upon a time, but like a lot of Ponzi schemes, and whatnot, because they're done usually by reputable people at some point in time in their career. They are smart, they're entrepreneurial, et cetera. And more times than not, what they found in like the investigations, even though they were guilty, criminal, et cetera, is that it wasn't done on purpose. It was something that they fell into. They had good intentions that went bad. Mm. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. think it, I wouldn't give I <laughs> wouldn't give any money. To that. That. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the, the, the whole thing, but like literally it they broke down like doing. Ponzi schemes. <laughs> I mean, why would you give money to someone that calls themselves DJ Envy anyways? Like, <coughs> like in, the word Envy, like, okay, you're, you're Envy of me, envious of me. It's like... They weren't giving money to DJ. They were giving it to... But he to was the hype man or... To yeah. Cesar. Yeah, to, to Cesar. Cesar. To Caesar. To Caesar. Cesar. Cesar. <laughs> he thought he was the tax man in Roman times, right? So I'm going to play a little bit of a game here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I like games. I'm going to give you some... some uh, some information about what's going on in the markets right now, and you're gonna tell me if it's true or false. Okay. okay. True okay. or false. Okay, so true or false. Baby boomers are becoming homeless at a rate not seen since the Great Depression. False. True false. Or false. Okay. False. That is actually true. What? Damn. That is true. What? Sadly, it's very I true. I haven't heard that at all. I haven't heard that either. Because <laughs> I, I, I homeless like based on <laughs> choice or based on yeah, like, I've that's, that's I, I, like I moving into because if, cause <laughs> if they're the moving into point. like retirement homes, <laughs> that's what I could see. Well, that's what I'm saying. No. I've heard. Yeah, we don't need to get rabbit hole. I've heard that investing into places where baby boomers are going to live is going to be the next yes. hot thing yes. for the next yes. two decades. So that's where my brain went. Anyway, well, apparently a lot of baby boomers have not uh, saved saved for retirement <laughs> and they're becoming homeless. Damn, which is that's wild because they are the, by far and away the wealthiest generation and, the, on, and on record. one of the biggest. Well, the biggest. Yeah. So yeah, obviously there's there's a percentage there okay so um car owners with payments are behind on payments the highest on record in history false i'll say true on that one mm. i'm gonna go false it is true wow Damn. Yeah. the highest on record in history in history okay i didn't wow. realize that it would make sense to me think about how much cars cost now uh, that, that's actually super valid because True. a freaking car is like a, a second mortgage. You can get a Honda Civic costs like forty payment. grand. <laughs> where, where, does, where does the car payment fall though in the line of what you're going to pay? Yeah. Right. Like when yeah. you're looking at your bills and you don't have enough money and you're going, okay, I can pay this or I can pay that. Like where does the car payment fall in just, that hierarchy? Just mm. make sure you're not tracked and hide that thing. <laughs> they're all tracked. They're I'm all sure. tracked, dude. You're you're screwed. I, they can like track. I heard recently that they can actually that they did something um, in in all newer license plates where they can actually track the license plate because they have like some kind of thing on the back the back of them. So throw your damn license plate off. Wow. Okay. But just right. that was what I heard. All right. Here's another one. Ready? Credit card companies are racking up losses at the fastest pace in 30 years. I'm gonna go true. False. Dang, this is a tough one. I'm like, I'm 0 for 2, so i got to get this one right. And the other two, I mean, that would uh, coincide with a true. Dang it. Uh, true. It is true. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it, make, it makes sense. I was going to say it, but I wow. uh, wanted to go for something So auto loans, highest <clears throat> default in history. Credit card companies losing at the highest amount in history. 
That does not and, and sound good. Baby boomers are becoming homeless at the rate not yeah. seen since the, the wealthiest Great generation is struggling. All right, Americans have to make one hundred fourteen thousand dollars a year to buy a median priced home. True, I would say true, if not more. Yeah, I, I would say at today's rates, that's true. That is true. That's yep. true. One hundred fourteen grand. You got when you think about like that, six figure. That's remember, remember six figures was like a big. That was a dude. Well. That it was wasn't like, that long ago. Like you'd be rolling, making six figures. Yeah, like for, for me in farming, when I was doing everyday, you know, production type stuff, I used to really watch like <clears> the <throat> average, uh, the median household income in Scottsdale versus Gilbert because like they were, they were like two of the highest. And it was like, ni- I remember at the time Gilbert um, was, was super high because of it's a very entrepreneurial place. But like the median household income in Gilbert, this is, I don't remember how long ago, five, six, seven years ago, uh, was like $97,000. Grant and it was, and it was high. It was, it was one yeah. of the highest in the entire country. Queen Creek has the highest median income in Arizona. I, I that, Yeah, they, that, I, I, I did. Yep, I remember that. All right, true or false. A pound of turkey is up 300%. <laughs> a pound of turkey. Uh, I, everything's up. 300% sounds oh, high, but I'll go with true because things are pretty crazy right well, now. Well, and being that it's the time of year that it is, uh, I'm going to go with true on that one, too. I'm going to go with true. That would come out. It's false. Oh, okay. is it? Pound of turkey is up 114 okay. <laughs> percent. Pound of turkey, gobble gobble. All right, uh, uh, let's hear. Okay, a pound of or a four pound pack of sugar is up 97 percent. Sure, true. I'll say true. I guess I'll stay on trend. This one and say true. That's that true. About yeah. right. And lastly, when Trump left office, interest rates are at 2.7 percent. Mm, true. True. Yep. True. That was true. Yeah. All right. All this, all this bad stuff, and GDP is expected to be between three and five percent. Wow. Right. Crazy. I mean, three to five percent. I mean, that's pretty high. Um, I don't know for for thing. all that stuff to be going down right now. I, I mean, uh, GDP. Mean all that stuff to be going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, GDP. The it's it's coming out on Thursday, so we'll see what the what the real numbers is, but. Um, people were saying three to five percent, you know. Well, th- and there's just a lot of things, right? Like, I mean, obviously, a lot of the the, the interest rate rising is usually, or they'll they'll do some of these, you know, uh, interest rate hikes to try to help slow inflation. And at the end of the day, I mean, yes, I think it's helped in certain capacities, but it it hasn't proved to help as much as it has in the past. So there's a lot of things that are very interesting right now to, to be able to. All right, well, listen up. I got some advice for you here on this. First of all, we're going to start off with one of my favorite Steve Jobs Jobisms. When the value exceeds the price, they will buy. So what this leads to is really the value equation. What I want to do is introduce you to a formula of how you're going to pull people through. So first of all, you want to give them what is their dream outcome in the value equation. Then from there, it is really what's the likelihood of the achievement of that outcome that you're painting for them, then followed by what's the time and the dedication that they're going to have to put into pull through on these things. So what I'm talking about here is creating valuable content to be able to get people to be interested in your email, your ad, your publication, whatever it is that you're bringing to them. So part of that value equation is what you want to spell out. So now I know a lot of these frameworks sometimes as you pull through them don't necessarily make sense. So let me give you something tangible here. And I wrote something for us to be able to just kind of see in the real estate space of what this looks like. So in a publication or in an ad, it would look like this. 
hey, what if you could sell your house and make an extra 100K more than you thought you could? Well, let me introduce you to my Cash Plus Home Selling Program, where we will buy your house at market value, or excuse me, we will bring you a cash offer at market value, then go in and remodel your house, sell it for top dollar, and give you the profit. Pretty cool, right? So to see if your home qualifies and see how much more money you could make, click the link below to get started. Right, so that's just an idea of what that looks like where you're painting, the, you're, you're really providing a solution to a problem that they may have and ultimately basing it on a dream outcome of them making an additional $100,000. Brought to you by Zudelio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, that's good implementation. Let's see who implements that and, and how that's going to affect your business. Got to be consistent, though. Got to be, yeah, and I think you got to also done. have to be uh, consistent, but then like a broken record too. I think too. you know, just got to keep so saying true. stuff because not everyone, not everybody watches it, uh, watches your content, or will uh, connect with it at you know every single minute. But yep, but you know, they but once once they're in the market, once they need they need something, they hear it, they hear that same message, they're going to they're going to bite. So It's the reticular activation center inside yep, your totally. brain, right? And when something becomes relevant to you, then you see that thing. And so, yeah, keep yep. your message in front of people so that when the time is right, they'll think of you. All right. Well, today we're going to go with the Dow, the deal of the week. We'll see if that changes in the future, spice things up. This one I kind of struggle with sometimes because of the amount of deals that are going on. It's hard to really isolate one and say, hmm, which one stands out the most? So I'm going to kind of give, I'm going to, I'm going to bash a, um, something along the lines of where people automatically jump to conclusions. And then I'm going to give two examples of that. So specifically about some of the couple deals of the week, um, people automatically when they hear about our cash plus program sometimes automatically think oh well something like that's only going to work for a distressed property like you know that wouldn't work for the quote-unquote normal consumer well that's what i you know want to talk about here because that's not necessarily the case mm. so a couple of those examples are that stand out to me that are very recent is we are actually purchasing a property on the cash plus that was a flip they now it looks like they've owned the property for about almost a year and that means it's probably going to be due and clearly this program works right it, it gets them that initial payout gets them out of their circumstance and then they are still tied to the resale proceeds when that property is successfully resold so I think that's a great example because you just never know when you're talking with a home seller what their situation is and truly what their needs are. I mean, who would have thought, right? You know, we're getting, you know, why why a flipper would want to take a program where they're only getting an initial payout? Well, due to circumstances. Yeah, their cost so, of capital is twelve percent, fourteen percent, and yep. they're getting they might be charged another point and a half or something like that okay. at a year or three if, points or they're totally. going to come they're going to foreclose on them. Or, yeah, their balloon payments due. Like, hey, I need my. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I ain't got that. <laughs> yep. So that's you know, I, I like to throw these out because when you hear stories and you hear examples, 
hopefully some light bulbs go off or it resonates with you. Like, oh, wow, I've, I've come across that circumstance. Or if you come across that circumstance in the future, you can use a direct correlation and an example. Another one that we're closing on is a $1.4 million property in the Texas market, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth. And again, right, that's more of a luxury product. This works beautiful for them where they have a ton of equity in their home. They don't want to go through the stress of listing on the open market and what all that comes with. They get their initial payout and now they can just go move with ease. So we literally see all walks of life with this particular program. So, you know, don't put your own walls up. Stay open-minded because it works for everybody. Yeah, this is a luxury product, really. I mean, there, there's a lot of luxury. There's a lot of people that that uh, are able to pay a little bit more to have the luxury of just saying, hey, I'm going to move out and go to my next property. And, you know, they can fix it up a little bit and make it look really, really good. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to, you know, you know have people in my house when I'm trying to, you know, make dinner in the evening or, you know, my kids are going to soccer at night, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a pain in the butt to do all that. Well, and speed sometimes can be equally as important depending on the circumstance. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, even though that's a luxury, right. I think that that's where sometimes speed can actually be a need. Yeah. It's been surprising to me to see how many, you know, luxury homes we're buying and people are just going, yeah, this is a great product. I love it. So, and, and it's, I think some of the, some of the cool things of the agents too, that, that don't understand when, once they get it and they're like, Oh crap, I didn't know this. Like, this is great. I can go to all these, yeah, these even, luxury home buyer, home sellers don't and say, even hey, get me started. Yeah. I think, I think half the time it's the agent and their paradigm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would they, why would they get, mm-hmm. why would they yeah, have to pay us 6% on top of it? So that's too <coughs> yeah. much money. Like, so yeah. in, you know what I love about all of this stuff is, is I hear that's kind of like a, a story I'm running in the back of my mind is I think it's very, we're in like very unique turbulent times as I like to put it right. We have the, the, uh, you know, NAR lawsuits that are going on in the industry. We have crazy inflation, crazy downturn, potential downturn in the market, potential recessions upon us, et cetera. But the reality of it is this, right? As a true, awesome professional real estate agent, you've always been needed and you're always going to be needed. And the reality of it is, is when you can be that megaphone to the marketplace of change, of difference, of how you're going to help people solve their problems, it's, 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 you're, you're needed more than ever. It's no, it no longer becomes a luxury. You become a true advisor. And to me, that's what this, you know, this field is what it's always been about and what it should be about. So that's why as I listen to all of us here, like these, we're, these are, amazing things to take to the marketplace and communicate so that you can be on the receiving end of solving your clients problems and as a byproduct earn some extra commission checks all right so if you have anything to add to the conversation be sure to comment below and we are going to do a comment reaction live so this comment came from at mr sky 10101 Someone is talking about this. The public is blind to how much of their money is invested in China. Mutual funds, pension plans, financial vehicles, so much is invested in China. Watch the China hustle if you haven't. The China hustle, huh? So, okay, Mr. Sky10101. Thank you for your comment. Uh, Yeah, so we talked a little bit about China last week. I have not seen the China hustle. Have you? No, I haven't seen it. No, I'm definitely going to have to to check that out. 
No, but hey, you know, if if there is a China hustle going on, then guess what? You know, it's not only as we the people's fault because one, we we st- stood back and allowed it to happen, but our you know shitty leadership that possibly put us in these in these things from the past. That's just the truth. Well, I mean, case in point, that's part of what's going on right with the rates is China and China's not buying bond markets or buying bonds at the rate that they were previously which is now affecting you know particular rates so those are all things like how do how do we look at that who, who buys who, who buys bonds what what countries uh i don't know the list of, of countries do you, i mean i know obviously china was was one of the largest purchasers of yeah um, china uh, china's number one yeah yeah but i mean there's there's several right oh yeah oh yeah a lot are you gonna share the list no I was just curious if you knew. I don't know. <laughs> France. France, does it? Yeah, no. Does France buy it? <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? Maybe a few. They buy a couple. Like, you, uh, oh, guys, Bitcoin like went way the heck up yesterday. Yeah, Did you guys yeah, see that? All, yeah, and when, yeah. when Bitcoin does that, everything else follows. Everything <laughs> else is going nuts right now. Yeah, yeah we were excited. Like it, it, it's, yeah. it's the biggest <laughs> jump Bitcoin. we've seen since, like, Two years. And why? Because I think they're, uh, Blackstone is trying to... to well, the ETFs. They, yeah, they yeah. Might, they yeah. Might just, that just came the out. The SEC might be able to, or might be uh, <coughs> allowing this uh, this ETF that Blackstone and, and other other uh, organizations are trying to, to bring in ET, uh, Bitcoin ETFs into the market. Jason, you said something last night. You said that Blackstone is the government. <laughs> it is. I mean, the, the well, Bla- Blackstone yeah, owns like 80% of... All of the government's assets and like it's well, and, and I know we're going a little bit long Blackstone. here, but Blackstone <laughs> is was funded from some of the the bailouts and all the crap out before that. Isn't that how that isn't? Yeah, that's how they got their start. Right? Like yeah, some and, of their, and you gave a shout out to Obama for it. Well, Blackstone is the hey, president. Of the United what States. I gave Obama a shout out was is that they got money moving. That's what the, I didn't say. It was good, bad, right, or wrong. I didn't say we didn't <laughs> sell ourselves to the devil. What I said is they got money moving. We'll have to go that's back and said. listen to that. That's not how it came <laughs> good across. Things, but anyway. Good things. That is what I said. <laughs> this is this is a this is a strange episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, again, if you're still listening, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified of our new episodes. Go D-backs.